0: Why is Reader I Married Him one of the most famous lines in literature? Why do we remember it and quote it so much? Why have 21 writers jumped at the opportunity to take that line and run with it, folding its powerful resonance and sheer chutzpah into their own stories? Is it because of who says it and how she says it, or who has written it, or how we read it, or all of those things? Charlotte Bronte's Jane Eyre, the story of a 19th century orphan who becomes a governess and finds her place in the world, is most memorable for the character of Jane herself. Poor, obscure, plain, and little, with no family and no prospects, nothing to cushion her from a life of poverty and loneliness except her wits and her self-belief, Jane is the embodiment of the underdog who ultimately triumphs. And who doesn't support the underdog? No matter what our circumstances, most of us see ourselves as underdogs. We can relate to her and cheer her on. Despite a childhood of physical abuse, near starvation at her boarding school, and psychological torment locked in the red room by her cruel aunt, Jane grows up with her self-esteem intact and throughout the novel, proves to be tough, resilient, and morally grounded. She catches the eye of her employer, Mr. Rochester, a man assumed to be way out of her league. She is as witty and clever as he, eventually winning his love when she isn't even trying to. She stands up to him, too, declaring, in probably the second most quoted line from the book, "'I am no bird, and no net ensnares me, I am a free human being with an independent will. Who can resist a character like Jane Eyre? Reader, I married him is Jane's defiant conclusion to her roller coaster story. It is not Reader, he married me, as you would expect in a Victorian society where women were supposed to be passive, or even Reader, we married. Instead, Jane asserts herself. She is the driving force of her narrative and it is she who chooses to be with Rochester. Interestingly, Jane also inherits a fortune from an absent uncle, but no one ever remembers that detail. It is a deus ex machina out of her control, and so it means less to us. Her self-determination is not only very appealing, it also serves to undercut the potential over-sweetness of a classic happy ending where the heroine gets her man, the mouse roars, and we pump our fist with her. It is also flattering and memorable to be addressed directly. How many novels acknowledge their readers? Jane addresses us, the reader, throughout, and by doing so brings us on our side. Not only that, the line resonates because of the silent clauses that surround it. What it really says is, You may be surprised to learn that, reader, I married him, or reader, I married him, though perhaps I shouldn't have, or even reader, I married him, and then we went to bed. We readers fill in those blanks, and doing so involves us in Jane's decision as much as her speaking directly to us does. Her story becomes entwined with us so that it feels as if we are telling it alongside Jane and her creator. No wonder we remember the line. We seem to have written it ourselves." The woman who created that line is also a significant factor in its power. Though most readers may not know a lot about Charlotte Bronte, many will be struck by even the briefest outline of her remarkable life. Remarkable not for being full of incident, but because it wasn't. Or it was, but it was drama played out within an intimate domestic space rather than on a wider stage. Charlotte was one of a trio of sisters who grew up in a parsonage in a remote Yorkshire village on the edge of the moors, who all published novels around the same time, with strong characters and storylines, before dying young. If you visit the atmospheric Bronte Parsonage in Haworth, where I first had the idea to create this collection of stories, you will be struck by what a strange, intense family the Brontes were a hothouse of creativity springing from unpromising surroundings. Charlotte, Emily, and Anne Bronte often sat together in the severe dining room, all writing and talking about what they wrote. Women just didn't do that back in the 19th century.